Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for the most well-known sports radio icon in St. Louis. The show that begs you to answer the question, can I ever be this good? It's time for the Charlie Tuna Show. Presented by Ameren, Illinois on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Welcome to the Charlie Tuna Show here on a Monday night. Weather's looking good. I want to be where, but we got all new music coming up in the next few weeks. You know, we deal with music. Our guest tonight, of course, Skip Weber. Then the awesome one, Earl Austin Jr., will be with us at 7.30. He almost lost his mind yesterday. (laughs) And uh, we'll have Earl on. If they're not traveling, Bob Ramsey will be here tomorrow night. So we'll have a lot of basketball. Matter of fact, the station. Is doing got an email from John Hadley last night. They're doing several promotions that we'll be part of. All right. Who will win it all? Tom, how you doing? You just got back from Florida. I did, and I had the pleasure yesterday afternoon of being in the car. I watched the first half of that slew game. Mm-hmm. And then the second half, I was in the car riding around, doing some errands. Let me say this. Earl Austin Jr. and Bob Ramsey were the most, I mean, that was the most delightful last Three minutes of Did basketball. <gasps> oh, I, I, I thought when we when we get on tonight, I'll have to ask him. But he was, I think he was kind of choked up because well, it's yeah, been a few years. He's done that before. Mm-hmm. And Bob Ramsey kept saying, "They're going to the dance. They're going to the dance." And he was so excited. It was it was good. He's done that before. Like two that. underrated, <laughs> two underrated guys. And Earl Austin's a Hall of Famer Man, in this I town. Agree. But two underrated play-by-play and color commentator. He's you know, a Billiken Hall of Famer. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It was great. It was great radio. Great yeah. radio. All right. Joe Davis, what did you do? How's your weekend? I did watch a lot of college basketball, but unlike most people, I didn't think the last three minutes of the slew game was very good. <laughs> it was more exciting on the radio. Bad, bad, bad basketball. Bad basketball. Uh, what's up, Matt Berger? How you doing, Charlie? All right. Uh, they got to play a very tough Virginia Tech yes. team. Who hasn't played well lately? They have a chance. Yeah, they have a chance, yeah. yeah. This team, to me, 
It's better than and Frank and I are gonna argue about this Friday, of course. Well, he won't be there Friday. But I told him this is better than the Rick Majerus teams that went to the NCAA with Sloop. I'll tell you why. This is more of an athletic team. The Rick Majerus' team was not an athletic. Talking about that, that last team that uh, made it to the Sweet 16? Who was Michigan State? Mm-hmm. You think they're better than that yeah. team? They could be. Ooh. Athletic-wise. They almost beat Michigan State with Draymond Green that year. Athletic-wise. Athletic-wise, absolutely easy. The most overrated coach in college basketball. Is he? Is though the most overrated yeah. coach? He'll get your team in college back. He'll get you one championship in two years. He's more overrated than Mark Few. <laughs> well, Mark, Mark Few is worked, not in that. Look what he's working he with. That area. He's working I mean, with he's taking care of Mark Few and in that category. <laughs> Mark Few and in that category. Izzo is in the uh, Coach K category. You okay. know, Beheim well, category. Yeah, people Mark hold Fuey. him up that high. Yeah. I would say Beheim's almost more overrated than what Izzo is. But you know. He's one, no, Izzo is more of a 19 years since Tom Izzo's won. He's been, thank you, 2000. Yep. That's right. He, don't win. he gets there, but he can't win. It's a long time. Long difficult, time. It's difficult to do. Not everybody's Coach K. Well, many times <laughs> you're in the final four, you should win more than one time. Yeah. He's been there a few times. Yeah. He's been, people always want to look that up on it. Yeah, yeah. No, he won one since 2000. 2000. No, you're right. That's right. Before. Don't forget, I'll do my homework. I know I you do your homework. I do my homework. You're well Because I know people are going well to say, let me go look it up. Let me go look it up. <laughs> Folks, we have a lot of fun to do today. Everybody has picked Duke to win it all. I do, but I don't. No? I do, I, but I don't. What did you think of the seeding? What did you think of the top four seeds? I, I agree with everybody else. Okay. Michigan State should have been in another bracket. They okay. should have been number one somewhere else. Uh, everybody liked to see Gonzaga. Gonzaga. There's my team. Uh, the Zags. You're ne- you never learn, do you? What? Never learn. Never learn. Oh, come on. They've been to the, what, how many champions? Two years ago, they went to the championship. <laughs> they went to the title. And lost to North Carolina. Yeah. Oh, it's North Carolina. They, they are bowed early again. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. They're fool's gold every year. <laughs> it's time for the Weber Report. Brought to you by Weber Chevrolet and WeberChevrolet.com. Now, now, now here's, Skip, here's Weber. Skip Weber. Well, how you doing, Skip Weber? Welcome back home. Thank you. Thank you much, sir. I'm glad to have you. This, this is my favorite week in sports. This is <laughs> it. This is it. Did Joe t- mention his aunt to you? He did, and I already knew. You already knew? Tabs, yeah. Oh, they, she it. told him. She heard about it on this show, yeah. see? That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they, were, they were letting me know. But, yes, I appreciate uh, appreciate that very, very much. What's her uh, name? I don't want to say Kathy her Jackson. name cause in case she wasn't, but Aunt Kathy. <laughs> Yeah, I'll say your last name, and Kathy. Thank you so much, and I'm glad that you enjoyed it. And I, I'm not surprised that you enjoyed it, but but I'm glad, and I think you'll love the car. She's gonna make a testimonial ad for us because I'm gonna give her some free tennis shoes. But she says there she likes go. the service, and thank you, Kathy, for keeping Skip Weber with us for another five, 15 years. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Kathy. All right, this is the best time of sports for you. Tell us why, Skip. Thursday and Friday are my two favorite days of the year every year the 11 a.m to midnight uh constant college basketball with all the upsets and even the upsets that don't happen there's so many close games where you got a 12 that takes a five down to the wire or you got a you know a a 15 that that's leading a a two with with three minutes to go and i mean it's just it's great and getting it on multiple TVs and watching it—it's—it's it's the best. This is the the week 
that people will go out for lunch, Skip, and they won't come back, will they? No. <laughs> no. Skipper, are you a big bracket guy? Do you fill out a bunch of them, or you just kind of sit you back and what? enjoy? Um, some friends of mine and I started a game. Oh, man, it's been about 15 years now where we don't do a bracket. We each have eight teams. And um, and uniquely, so you draft. So there's only one person with Kansas, only one person with Duke, only one person with Virginia, hmm. only one person with, with California Irvine, okay? And you get points for every game your team wins in different rounds. You get weighted points if you're an underdog. You get more points if you have the biggest upset. You get more points if you have the the lowest seeded team that makes a Final Four, and it's a points game. And let me tell you something: it's way more fun than the brackets, because what happens is you root for your eight teams, and then you root for the underdog in every other game because you want your opponents, uh-huh. good guys, to get knocked off. So all of those good games and every upset that's not one that's not against one of your guys is huge and fun and worthy of celebration well it's you really fun you seem like you're getting a little geeked up about it is there uh let's how can we say this is there a friendly wager a dinner or something on the line oh and there's a pot of money in it. <laughs> okay <laughs> a pod oh forget yeah. a steak yeah, we yeah, love yeah, a pod a big pot of money and you get money for some of those milestones too so even if you don't even if you don't win it all you'll win some of your money back oh. as you get okay. stuff. it's 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 fun it's elaborate and we invented we invented it. I want to say in about ninety four, ninety five, and it evolved into its current right about two thousand. Every year we kind of tweaked it till it's. I mean, it's it's fantastic. It's the most fun way to play. Do you do you allow any outsiders in on this, or is the the people who are no? Because you to have it? to have only eight. Gotcha. Because it doesn't it doesn't work. You can't go to sixteen and have everybody with two teams because yeah. or I mean four teams because then there'll be somebody whose best team. Is is like a fourth seed or a fifth seed. This way, you know, you draft, you we, we draw lots, and so you, everybody's going to get a a first or second seed. I know you're a guy that. Worst. I know you're you're also a guy that enjoys Las Vegas. Have you ever gone out there for the first two? Uh, no, the I first haven't. Two days? I've heard March I've is heard such a busy time. March is such a busy time in our in our business that I haven't. But I need to do that because I've heard how great it is. Now, when I was out there, I've got some bets on some teams. And they, and this time, I've never been able to do this before. I have some bets on some teams to make the final four, not mm. necessary to win it all. And you know, you you know the story of last year, when I was out there for the Blues game before the college basketball season even started. Villanova was twenty-two to one, not even ranked, and I bet I bet on them then and and cashed in big. So this year, I've got Florida State, Baylor, Villanova, and Kansas State. Baylor because I'm a Baylor grad, Kansas State because my daughter graduated, my son's there now. Uh, you know the other other I I, I want to have some little bit higher odds. I didn't want to go after a three to one or a four to one. That's not as fun. So, but all they got to do is make the final four and they're in a decent payout. So it'll be fun. Let's look over the brackets real quick. You know I'm picking the Cubs. Oops, I forgot. This is uh, I've got, <laughs> what are you doing down there? <laughs> All right, speaking of St. Louis University, we got Earl Lawson on tonight, Bob Ramsey probably tomorrow. St. Louis University doesn't have to travel far. They're going to D.C. Uh, they got to play a tough uh, Virginia Tech team. In that bracket, though, uh, Skip, you got Duke, of course, uh, Michigan State. Who you see coming out of that? And the LSU. 
I think Michigan State wins that. You do, over Duke. And, and I don't necessarily say that by, based on anything. That's, uh, I, look, Mike Krzyzewski's a class guy. There's some stuff that he's said and done before, but I've seen enough of what he's done for kids with cancer and that kind of stuff. And he used to have a rule you had to graduate, they wouldn't hang their banner, and then the one and done became such a big thing, and so he jumped in on that. But he's a good guy. But I don't usually root for them very hard for Duke because I've thought that the, that the, the – Selection committee has paved the way for Duke easy easy uh, trips to into the Final Four many many times. This year it's a little bit harder, but um, um, but and on, on, and I just have I mean there's a lot of good athletes that have come through Michigan State. I've always kind of been a fan of theirs ever since 1978 and 79 with Magic Johnson. I've kind of always liked their team. So I, I'm rooting for them a little bit, but I, I'm actually rooting. I don't have the bracket in front of me, but I, I love it when more, uh, more of a third or fourth or fifth seed breaks it through. I don't like. To me, number one seeds making the final four is boring. I root, I root against them all. Last so, year, you know, and I think I think SLU has a great chance against Virginia Tech. I really think I look at what the ACC did, and the ACC is a storied conference. Okay, Duke, North Carolina. To some extent, North Carolina State, which who wasn't that good this year, but you know what? I think they're overrated. I really do because you look at the back end of, end of that conference, and you had some really bad teams. You had some teams that were not good at all. So that made, and they've expanded to 15 teams. Okay, so there's they don't even play everybody twice necessarily. So teams that got to play the bad teams twice, they got two easy victories. And I think there's some inflated. I don't. I don't really see a lot of. Uh, impressive non-conference wins coming out of the ACC. A few. The ACC Big Ten Challenge will give you some of those. But I here, I, slew beat for... Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Virginia Tech, last year in the regular season, and SLU plays the best defense and the toughest physical game, the most of the toughest physical game you'll see in the tournament. So if the refs don't call it really close, Slew can take Virginia Tech. That's my opinion. You get I it. bet you Earl Austin Jr. agrees with me. I'll bet we're talking about betting. I'll bet you ten bucks right now. He agrees with me that they can take him. You get a team like the St. Louis University Billikens, Skip, that have now won four in a row to get in. They've got that momentum. Yeah. For well, you know why they won four in a row? Because they only rotate six or seven guys. Right. They were the best conditioned team in the A10. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, they, you think, oh, they get tired out. But you know what? When you play that long, you got the conditioning. They played such good defense. No, they, nobody scored against them in the second half of those last two games. The other teams were worn out. SLU was way better conditioned than them. So, that, I mean, I, I think they got a shot. I do. I think that they got a shot during this stressful time. They got to play loose. They got to play their good defense. You know, and, and make sure some free throws. Did out, they make some free not. throws? I think they can do it. Okay. When you compare this slew team to slew teams in years past, I mean, what do you what what sticks out to you about they're this ter- slew team? They're terrible at shooting free throws, <laughs> but as long as you keep, as long as you keep the other team from scoring, you got a shot. Defense always travels. 
Yeah. All right, Skip. Let's right. look at let's look at the West uh, real quick. And Gonzaga, number one. You know, uh, their biggest foe probably will be Michigan and Nevada. What do you think about that bracket? Well, I would be very uh, careful to look overlook Florida State there. Florida State's a good yeah, team, good coach team. Yep. Um, and um, I do like I just I just talked about the ACC being a little over overrated, so that may play into that. But I do think uh, I, here I'll tell you something, and I don't want to I don't remember what brackets are in, but I'm rooting hard for Buffalo, Nevada, and Houston. Mm-hmm. Buffalo's All, in that bracket along with your team, yeah. Baylor. Baylor, Baylor's in that bracket. I think Baylor has a tough game because even though Syracuse Syracuse is the tallest team in the tournament, and Baylor is the shortest team in the tournament. However. Baylor led the Big 12 in offensive rebounds, and I think they're second in the nation in offensive rebounds. They just do a lot of fundamental stuff right. So I'm rooting hard for them, but they're so short. I mean, they lost, they lost two of their big men at the beginning of the year, and including their star player, who was 6'10". Uh, they lost them at the beginning of the year to injury, and then they got better with a really, really good guard play. So, but they'll have to, I mean, I'm not sure how they're going to craft a victory out of it, but, but they, oh, they're unbelievably tenacious on rebounds. They're, There's they're a team. Ridiculous. There's a team out west that people better watch out, a little small school called Murray State. Mm-hmm. Watch how they play. Murray State has got the best player in college. That's what people not say. Not Zion. <laughs> not named Zion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's my 12-5 upset, Skip, is Murray yeah. State over Marquette. At Kentucky I think, basketball. I, I think I think that's – I think that's – I wouldn't even call it an upset if it happened. I, I would pick that to happen. That, that's, that's, uh, that's a no-brainer if you were filling out a bracket, in my opinion. They're, they're from Kentucky. That's they, they, the second and third tier guys down there. And they just pick and choose, and yep. whoever, you know whoever doesn't go with Louisville yeah. goes to Louisville. whoever doesn't go to Kentucky or Louisville. The other goes schools Missouri, they go goes to, to goes to Murray State Racers. All right, skip yep. outside down south. Virginia is number one. Uh, they got to take on me. See, and that bracket will be a Tennessee team, Cincinnati, St. Mary's, Villanova. Villanova never count them out. Yep. Skip never count Villanova. I think Villanova is the best coach team in the country. Mm-hmm. I think Jay Wright's the best coach in the country. He, uh, he they've won two of the last three years. So. Uh, and they, with different personnel in each of those times, only one guy similar, those two. And um, I think Tennessee is better than Virginia. I think it's a joke. Tennessee was not a number one seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, for one reason or another, they wanted to be ACC heavy. Another, another reason why I think they may be a little bit overrated. It should not be three number ones. There's, you can't, no way. You only had one of those teams won their conference tournament, so that's not the excuse why you keep them out. Tennessee spent a lot of time. Um, a lot of time this year as the number one team in the country. So if you don't want to put them over Virginia, then they should have been number one over North Carolina, in my opinion. I would look for Tennessee to uh, to win that. It, um, but once again, it's a two-seed. It's boring. So let's 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 hope for Villanova. <laughs> well, if, if, quickly in the South, you got two teams people better watch out for. That's Oregon and St. Mary. And St. Mary's beat uh, Gonzaga recently. Yep. Which is not yep. hard to do. No. Mm. Here. Here's who – I don't remember what bracket they're in. We haven't mentioned them, but you better watch out for Kansas State too. K-State Kansas is in that State, same bracket. Kansas State's got a very good team. I love and Bruce Weber. very senior-laden, and they got a guy who's taken his team to the finals before coaching them. What? And uh, winning the Big 12, uh, whether, the, whether the rankings and the seedings pr- predict that or not, the Big 12 teams beat each other up. They were so balanced – and here, sixty percent of the conference made this tournament, and I don't. I don't. I think the highest seed is a five, 
but but they but they won the Pac-10 challenge and they won the Southeast challenge. They're 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 a bunch of good teams out of there. And Kansas State winning that division, winning that league, is very very impressive. First team, first time in many many years, Kansas didn't share uh, uh, the title with anybody or win it outright. Um, Kansas State and Texas Tech are two really good teams. Right, something you mentioned uh, before, uh, K State. They've got seniors. Villanova yep. for the past two out of three years. The teams that have some senior players prevail more than a regular team. That's what scares me about Duke. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I, you know that that might that might help of all those three ACC number one seeds. That might help North Carolina. North Carolina's got more seniors than well, usual. Speaking of Midwest, that's North Carolina's number one. Ah, something about Auburn, the hottest team maybe in college basketball. They got to take can. I don't think Kansas is going to go very far there in no, that bracket. I don't either. As well as Houston either. and Warford I'm, and all those. I'm and Kentucky. Kentucky's in that bracket. You rooting for Houston? Houston's a good team, a really <laughs> good team, and I love that these teams that are, that are not storied. Houston had a great run back in the day. You remember those days? Slama Jamma, Guy but and then before that, even you had Elgin Baylor coming out of it in the '60s and the you know biggest college game ever. Uh, Elgin versus Kareem. Elvin Hayes. Elvin Hayes. Elvin Hayes. Elvin Hayes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Elvin Hayes. But anyway, um, no, I liked I I like Houston, Nevada, and Buffalo. Come on, those guys have been ranked. They made some upsets in the beginning of the year when people thought they were easy outs, and uh, and they kept winning. They kept winning. It'd be neat to see a no name or a name that's not very common in the, in that finals. Well, be, you know, be in, be involved in that. Another loyal of Chicago. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay, before we let you go, before we let you go, can you pick a final four quick? Oh, you don't have, have the brackets, you don't have the brackets in front of you. Say, let's just say, be real controversial here, and we'll say Houston, Kansas State, Michigan State, and... Uh, that other bracket you're looking for has Gonzaga, Murray nope, State. Not them. Yeah. Uh, Florida, Michigan, Florida State, Florida State. Okay, yeah, that's, that's the final four. Write that don't down, hold me Jeff. to it. I don't necessarily even want that to happen necessarily, but but just it, it'd be more fun. That would be that final four is way more fun than anybody you'll see on TV picking mm-hmm. when they all have three, you know, three number one seeds in and then one third seed. That's terrible. That's a boring tournament. Skip, tell us about what's going on with springtime. March Madness is here at Weber Chevrolet. Tell them about it. And Joe's aunt went over, not aunt. Aunt went over and bought a car. (laughs) Go ahead, Skip. That's that's right. And just like Joe's aunt, anybody coming in will get get the best deal in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, we've got almost as many vehicles sold in March as we sold the whole whole month of February, and that's because our incentives and our pricing is so aggressive. And so it's so much fun to watch this happen, whether it's an Equinox or Silverado. We still have cruises left, of course, Malibus, and – and I've got a challenge out there. No matter what anybody else says, dealer-wise, you unpack the rebates, you 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 take away the gimmicks that nobody qualifies for, and you do the math. I will beat that deal, or I'll give you a tank of gas. Mm. And that's a guarantee. And uh, you know, here, if they have a rebate that nobody qualifies for, and you qualify for it. I'll give that to you too. Anyway, just take that out and compare apples to apples first of all, and then and 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 tell me what their deal is, and I guarantee you I'll beat it. Guaranteed. That's called a three pointer in the car business, Skip. <laughs> yeah, 
Exactly. <laughs> Three point, and I got fouled in the act of shooting, so I get to shoot one more. Oh, <laughs> all right. Weber Chevrolet, com. Don't forget two locations in Illinois, Granite City, Columbia, of course, 270 and Olive. And, folks, not only Joe's aunt or aunt, everybody gets treated. And, Skip, I didn't know you had already known, but she mentioned my name, so the, the manager knew. He said, I better tell Skip right away. Yeah, that's exactly right. And she, But you know who she mentioned the name to? Who? The finance office. Oh. She had already made the deal before she even said that. That's who called me was the finance manager. And so that just goes to show how she was treated before anybody even knew who she was. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times, well, be honest, your people in finance will ask, how'd you hear about it? A lot of times people will say, well, I heard it on the billboard. They forget where they really heard about it. Is that right. correct, Skip? That's right. A lot of that's times right. people do. That's right. All we worried about is the bottom line at the end of the month in the quarter. Right, Skip? Right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, folks, now, if your credit challenge or if you're looking for a car for your kids coming home from school because they'll be home soon, Weber Chevrolet, WeberChevrolet.com. So, Skip, we'll talk to you. Now, Thursday night is going to be a quickie because I know you're gonna, you'll be watching the games. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I love talking to you guys. You know that. <laughs> I talk for an hour with you. <laughs> Thursday night, you're going to be interrupting my day. All right. <laughs> okay. But we'll be able to talk about what's happened that day. There might be some exciting stuff to go on. It may be longer than you think. All, All right, Skip. Uh, I'll talk right. to you this week. Thank you. Thanks, guys. The Weber Report was brought to you by Weber Chevrolet. We have three talk show hosts here that think Skip Weber talks as much more to some of the guys on the radio. He's, he knows yeah. he's good. Yeah. He knows well, I can, I can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say it, Charlie. Okay. But you know what I was going to say. You can read my mind. We've been together for three years now. Yeah. So you know what I was going to say. By the way, we uh, want to wish Moses uh, good well. Yeah. yeah. I talked yeah. to him. Yeah. Wow. He's, good he's well. not he's doing under the weather. He was in, yeah. I'll say it. He was in the hospital yeah. for a minute. He had to get his toenails cut. But uh, that's where you go. He but, had the Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. He had the Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi was gone so, for a while, too. Hey, we're going to take a quick time out. And when we come back, we'll be visiting, visiting with the awesome one. Earl Austin Jr. I've been on Earl and his family forever. This may be the most happiest time Earl has been. And I remember when Earl was trying out for that job. I called Debbie out. Debbie, come on, man. Come on, Debbie. Take care of Earl. All right. Our musical guest tonight. I forgot. I've talked to pick some different music. Yeah. Who is it? Foreplay. Foreplay, yeah. I've never oh. heard of Foreplay. Whoa. Foreplay is you a have jazz. It? Foreplay is yeah. fantastic. I've heard That's of what you got to use. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Heard of the band. Yeah. <laughs> foreplay. Not foreplay with a woman, for Joe. Yeah. Not even with a this woman. This is for the number. This is. <laughs> We're talking about foreplay. This is foreplay for foreplay. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> hey, we'll take a quick time out. This portion of the show, of course, is also brought to you by Weber Chevrolet and also Adrian Vaughn. He's the sales associate with Caldwell Banker, folks. It's the time to get that home. Condo. 314-225-9101. As we tell you, we play the best music of any show in the country. Pure D amalgamated funk. We'll be right back. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. 
In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. <laughs> But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. to the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by our friends at Del Mar Gardens. And let's go to my guest line. This young man, I know when he was a little kid, see. I know his mother, father, sister, brother, but I've never heard him more. About five, six years ago he was exciting. But yesterday was just unbelievable. My good friend, one of the most best basketball experts in the world. And I mean that. Earl Austin Jr. What's up, Earl? Hi, Charlie. How are you tonight? <laughs> You've been knowing me a long, long time, haven't you? Yes, you have. Like you say, you have. You know the whole family. I knew the whole doggone family. His yes, brother played basketball, baseball. His sister was played basketball. And the mom and dad didn't take any prisoners, did they, Earl? No, you, yeah, you got them all down right. <laughs> you sold my mom a few cars? That's right. Sure did. Right. Wow. Sure did. Sure did. How was yesterday, uh, of course, Tom and, and, and Matt are here. Uh, how was the feeling yesterday before the game started, Earl? I, it was excitement because, uh, uh, you know, you go there looking to just win as many games as you can. You know, you're in a position. It's a daunting task of knowing that you got to win four games in four days against quality teams to win a conference championship, and then especially with with our short bench. But I think as the week went on and then we got to that championship game, I think folks were just excited and ready to go. And although it was a big crowd, about 8,000 people there, and I would say 80% was Frank Bonaventure, 80 90%. <laughs> so it was like a road game, but it didn't matter. The Billikens were very uh, excited. The fans were, and uh, it was – it was uh, we got a chance to do something that – you haven't done in a four or five years. You are you going to do anything you can to try to get that result, and we did. And the Bonnies have a rich basketball tradition, don't they? Yeah, they've had some great teams in the sixties. Remember Bob Lanier uh, led them to the Final Four, and then in the seventies, I used to live in upstate New York. They won the NIT in nineteen seventy six with F.D. Hollis, and then they went to the NCAA tournament in the late seventies, and then last year. Uh, they made a nice run to the NCAA tournament. They beat UCLA. 
a young man from St. Louis named Courtney Stockford from Jennings. He had 27 that game. And they had some great guards, uh, Jalen Adams, uh, Matt Mobley. were good. I think Adams is in the NBA right now. And uh, this year they had a slow start, but they had three freshmen starting. And uh, Mark Schmidt's one of the best coaches in the in that conference. And uh, they were 8-14. They were and, and to be one shot away from the NCAA tournament proved how remarkable a turnaround that was within the season. Earl, you just gave us four decades of St. Bonaventure basketball <laughs> history. And I have to ask you one question from a per, and I retain a lot of things. How how do you do it? Because you just rattled off some names, and I looked across at Joe, our producer, and I said, "What in the world?" Not only that, but but more St. Louis stuff. How do you do it? I don't know. I make half of it up. <laughs> that's good. That's good. <laughs> no, I just that's, you know I love basketball. Yeah. I love history, and I just always I played it and. I've always enjoyed talking about it, writing about it. And, you know, I've lived in Milwaukee during the Al McGuire years, grew up lots in Marquette, and then obviously I lived in Syracuse and <laughs> upstate New York at Syracuse, St. Bonaventure, then the St. John's, and, you know, so then been here for 35 years. So you just accumulate useless knowledge throughout the years, and every now and then you just throw it out to impress guys like you. <laughs> <laughs> Very well done. Earl, I, I, I can still hear the joy in your voice from yesterday. You still haven't come down from from the victory, and I'm sure the team's the same way. How far can this emotion carry this team into the tournament? Well, thankfully, they get a little rest. That's the main thing. After going 4-4, four and four, we don't have to play again until Friday night. But I think the emotion and the confidence level, I think, is what will hopefully carry this team into a hopefully a good performance against Virginia Tech, and they're a very formidable opponent. But, you know, I think what this team has done is they showed its toughness and its resiliency. I mean, this team was picked to win the Atlantic 10 Conference uh, at the beginning of the season, but through, but then we lost five players, whether through injuries, transfers. It, you know, it, the team that hit Brooklyn wasn't the team that was picked to win the Atlantic 10 Conference. It was a different team. You know, we were basically with six, seven guys, and even during the season, during the tough times, they still managed to, you know, uh, just just stay together and stay the course, even when things weren't going well. We had like a four or five game losing streak in January, which kind of really knocked us out of the conference race for a championship. So, you know, you hit Brooklyn and, you know, it's everybody's zero and zero, and everybody's got a chance to go to the NCAA tournament, and they took it to heart. And they did what they did best. They played defense and they rebounded. And then we started to find some offense. And the second half performances in all four games were incredible, especially those last in between Dayton and Davidson. And then defensively, the last two games, we held Davidson to 15 points in the second half, and we held St. Bonaventure to 19 points in the second half. This is on tired legs, too. It was a remarkable performance by those young men. My guest tonight, of course, Billikens color man Earl Austin Jr., I must say. Hall of Famer with St. Louis University, Earl Austin. You know, Candace called me, and I told her you were in Brooklyn. She said, oh, because she lived there for about five or six years. She said, well, let me, can you tell him where to go and what? I said, Earl's married. He's not going out now. He just wants that to work. <laughs> <laughs> she wants that to work. But I'll tell her you said hello. <laughs> tell her I said hello. <laughs> yeah, tell her I said hello. I remember once I got to go back. Earl was given an award to uh, track stars for St. Louis University. For uh, the St. Louis American, right, Earl? Right. So, so my daughter was getting an award, and she told Earl, don't tell anybody that I'm, he's my father. 
Okay. You remember? You I don't know if you remember that. Yes, I do. Because she said, I don't want anybody to think that this was a setup. I told Candace, Candace, I've seen your times. <laughs> she was concerned that it was going to be a setup. I said, no, yeah. don't tell them. People would say. Candace, you went to state. Yeah. <laughs> As a I've freshman. Seen your times in the paper. Believe me, you're here because of your, your, your talent. Yeah, the daddy didn't get you there. Hey, as one guy on the team, I tell you what, not, they all play tremendous. But as one guy I kind of followed, I said, I think he's going to be okay. Tremaine Isabel Jr. Yeah, he really has been something down the stretch. You know, he came in, you know, he's kind of had a, uh, took the whirlwind tour to St. Louis. He was at Mizzou to start his career for a couple of years. Then he went to Drexel where he averaged 21 points a game. So when we saw him come and said, oh, this, this is good. We got a guy who can get buckets. And that's what we were uh, really missing the last couple of years. And so this year, it, it was it was a slow start because he was trying to fit in. He's playing more of a facilitator role. But then once February hit in March, you saw the guy that can, that just could get buckets. I mean, he would get 20 a night, hit 39 in a game against uh, Duquesne. He could, I mean, he gets to that basket, can score it, handles it, setting up teammates. And then he started knocking down three point shots, and he carried us offensively through this last month of the season. And uh, well deserving of the, the most outstanding player this tournament. Uh, and the win in March and late February, you got to have strong guard play. And that's what he's provided for us. That's that's the Jermaine I know we uh, expected to see, and uh, it, it showed up and showed up big, especially in uh, Brooklyn. How key was it that a guy I like his last name, Dion Wiley, comes off the bet and he gets six yesterday? How key was he in that game? Oh, it was huge. Even during the game, I told Remmer, "Hey, we need Dion. We need a couple of threes from Dion tonight because Jermaine and, and uh, Javon Best had carried us." But you could tell they were tired and they were struggling from the field. So we need sources of offense from other guys to step up. Jordan Goodwin did his part. But I said, we need Dion's perimeter stroke. We need a couple. He's just first one was an air ball. Mm. Keep shooting Dion. Missed his first two. Then he hit the one from the corner that cut it to 41-40. And then he hit another one from the opposite corner right in front of their own bench, our own bench, mm. and uh, put us up by four. And I think those were two huge shots. And he was a shooter. I mean, he's just been injured throughout his entire career. He's been one of the best shooters in the country. I remember in high school back in the EYBL, uh, Nike circuit playing for an uh, uh, excellent team takeover. So he can always shoot it, and uh, he came through big when we needed it. Was that when you had that feeling that, you know what, Slew's going to win this game? Was that when you were when you were calling him? You are like, you know what, I got a feeling. This, this is where they're going to win it. Oh, yeah. Well, I think when we went on that 12-0 run, we, we went from down four to up eight, and our defense just really – took the confidence away from uh, St. Bonaventure. That was the main thing. We shut them off. And they, this was a team that had won by 27 and 18 their two games. So they were playing very good. And we, we, we pretty much shut everybody down outside of St. Louis and Courtney Stockard. He was the only one that really wanted some of that Billiken defense, and he hit some big-time three-point shots. And the key was he fouled out with 55 seconds left to play. And that really took their only weapon out of the game, at least on that day. And they still had some good looks, two or three from their best shooter, uh, Welch, and then, of course, the, 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 the three at the end. But I think even as bad as we were fading down the stretch with Courtney out the game, nobody else was really – didn't have the confidence to, to to complete that comeback, and I think uh, I, I was so proud of how we our guys just guarded. It was one three one for two days, then went back to the man to man, and just really, really just wore teams down with that strength and that physicality. The awesome one, Earl Austin Jr., my guest. 
Earl, if you had to pick out one or two players that you never hear a lot about, who would they be? Well, this weekend, the unsung hero was DJ Foreman. DJ has been inconsistent throughout the year, up and down. Had a great game of dates, but in the tournament, he really gave us great play, especially defense and rebounding. He had 11 rebounds against David Dayton, 10 rebounds against Davidson, almost a double-double, some block shots really played with a lot of activity, and I think his contribution inside uh, really uh, solidified our defense because Hots is a great defender, rebounder, block shots, but DJ doing it alongside really formed a nice wall down the stretch. So I think he was an unsung hero. The guys mentioned Dion. uh, He was an unsung with those two threes. Fred Thatch, uh, I think in the first game against Richmond, we were down 11. Travis put him in like the first minute or two of the second half, and he rolled that last five all the way through to those five. And Fred really provided a great spark with his energy. He rebounds well from the guard position, plays Velcro defense, and just he you know he plays with that same toughness that Travis likes to recruit. So those are probably the unsung. You hear about Javon, you hear about Tremaine, Jordan Goodwin, Hassan French. Those were kind of been the bellwethers, but those other three guys really uh, came up with big moments. Travis Ford, Earl Austin Jr., how good of a job did he do yesterday and throughout this entire four-game run? It was phenomenal. I think just keeping the guys, I mean, I mean, like I said, the, the win four and four, keeping them motivated, keeping them focused, the defensive adjustments, knowing when to go to our one three one off defense those first three nights, and just uh, – uh, make, like making the sub to put Fred Thatch in right early in the second half. And uh, he just pushed all the right buttons. Uh, uh, he just did a great job all season. Even last year when we lost all of our perimeter scoring before the season even started, he navigated that team till we won 17 games. And then this year with all the adversity that we went through, they put us in a position in the win the tournament and kind of reinvent the team on the fly. It was always something. And, uh, and the, the, to be able to win that championship, he's he's been tremendous since he's come here the last three last three seasons. What about the Virginia Tech game? Has you most concerned on Friday? Oh, they can really score the ball. Buzz, I mean, I think what concerns me is that we beat them last year in the Garden. And <laughs> might be out for a little revenge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's that's a little concerning. But uh, a very good team from the ACC with a little added edge. Oh yeah, we get another shot at these guys. Very good, you know. So that's concerning. But hey, when you're in the tournament, you know you're battling. It doesn't matter. But they got they got a six ten guy Blackshear who's very skilled. Average about 15 points a game. I like his game. Uh, and I think what's concerned, they get their point guard back, Justin Robinson. He's very good. But he, he got hurt. He missed a bunch of games. And I think he's on his way back. And uh, I think he means a lot to that team. The kid from uh, played ball at St. Louis, but Mikael Alexander-Walker, he's very good as well. So it's a team that shoots threes. They get up and down the court. They can really score the basketball. Buzz Williams has done a heck of a job as coach. And like I said, it's a team that's, you know, they, they beat Duke. They've won some games. They were five, the five, I guess the fifth place team in the ACC, a hell of a conference. So uh, we'll have our work cut out for us. I've got uh, yesterday for Martin Kilcorn, Frank Cusimano, you know, Andy Strickland and I, two of the most critical people in town. So you shut us up right away. <laughs> <laughs> and, but you know how I am, Earl. I like to always tell the truth, don't I? Right. You, you know me. But. 
Two parts question. How do you compare this team to the the, the very good Rick Majerus teams? More athletic or what is it? Uh the, the, the Rick's teams were unbelievable. The guard play we had. I mean, but the Rick's teams, if Willie Reed had come back that one year, I think we would have been a Final Four team in 2012 mm-hmm. uh, with Kwame and Conklin and all those guys. And then that was Rick's last year. Then the last two years, it was Rick's team with Jim Cruz, kind of manning, keeping the steward of Rick's teams. Uh, you just had great guard play. Jordan Jet emerged as a player of the year. You know, Kwame Mitchell was a tremendous all-around guard. Mike McCall. Then up front, you know, you had two guys who could shoot the ball. Cody and Rob Lowe can really shoot the ball from three. And uh, and then Dwayne Evans was a, that, that tough 6'5 guy. So, I mean, they, they, you know, I think this team, they compare in terms of toughness. Both teams really grinded it out defensively. Uh, I think uh, I think Rick's team's probably a little bit, a little sharper offensively. You know, they executed uh, a little better, and then you had you know, well, finally Tremaine is playing at that level that you saw Kwame and uh, and Jordan Jet, who can really take over games offensively. And now with with his emergence and Javon Best, now you got some uh, offensive uh, continuity as well. I think, but I think Rick's team shot it a little bit better as well but uh, this team probably in in terms of rebounding and defensive intensity and just all-around toughness and ability to kind of choke a team out defensively as we saw all week this team compares as well as that to that last year's team or like those last tournament teams earl just a few more questions but we got to give some credit to my good my i call him my little son Corey tate he ain't little anymore but we got to give some credit to Corey. Anymore, Corey's never been little. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he played. Two forty in high school, like a guard. Though. Oh, I love Corey. I love Corey. Having him on the staff has been tremendous. To have a you know, since Lee Winfield, I think he's the first St. Louis, and we had Derek Thomas too, but Lee Winfield of St. Louis and on that staff. And I think for St. Louis, I always love getting area recruiting, and Corey has been a a linchpin helping helping that. And just to have, and I think everybody loves Corey. They respect him, and the fact he's from St. Louis. Like I say, he played at Mizzou, and he's been at Missouri on the staff. Now he's here at St. Louis, and uh, it's you know he has been, uh, you know, and all those guys have been great. They're all done a heck of a job, uh, you know, Van and uh, Will and everybody. But to have a, a, a local guy means so much to a program that wants to establish itself locally. And we're going to have four or five players from St. Louis on that team next year. What about the role that Anthony Bonner has played at, at the practices for the team? Oh, amazing. You know, first of all, Anthony, so Anthony can still play. Yeah. And then that's the thing. He's 50, but he, he still, I can still, I can show you as well as I can tell you. And, what a great mentor for Hassan French and B.J. Foreman, especially the bigs, and even Javon, the young players. And, you know, he was there all four games. And, you know, he, he was like, you, you know, not only see a great one of the all-time greats, but they see him as a mentor. And he can help as, as somebody who's been through those situations as a player and not on the coaches' staff. He can add insight that even the coaches – yeah, it's just outside of what the coaches can give you, he gives you that that uh, that big brother, almost fatherly insight. And, but as somebody who can still do it a little bit, because he put on the the uniform, and I think that was invaluable for those kids, especially when you lost players, and he's able to step in and uh, and give you that kind of uh, guidance. I know the entire city and the entire 
metropolitan St. Louis area is really behind St. Louis U. It was really a, a great story yesterday. All the ma- It was one of the major stories on the 10 o'clock news last night. Please, Earl, tell me, is there somebody like Sister Jean that they have over there at the university that can travel <laughs> along with you guys out to California and, and do some damage? Oh, I don't know where Sister G was a special, special yes. in her own right. Uh, she's a legend. She became a legend. Yeah. And just uh, that loyalty, but, uh, uh, you know, all we can tell bring you is uh, a lot of grit and some rebounding and her defense. But uh, we have a lot of mm-hmm. good people, obviously, that are associated with the school. We don't have, I don't think we have the Sister G presence. No, who did? I mean, who has? Yeah. You know, nobody, nobody else. That was so uh, unique, intertwined with that. That Loyola Chicago story was that that was amazing. Earl, the season's not over yet. We got at least one more game. But what was your favorite moment of the season? Uh yesterday. Yeah. I mean, just yesterday, winning it. I mean, I mean, there was a lot of great. You know, when you when you go through a whole season, you know, we had some good moments. You know, winning at home, but just you know, just 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 winning the thing. Just seeing the the St. Louis people there gathered and. Uh, and uh, the, the the atmosphere and just being a part of it and being able to stay, uh, you know, all the way to the end and just seeing, you know, that I think the that probably the second half the second half against Davidson probably was our peak performance because we we shut down a great team offensively and then defense off the their offense and then defense offensively we really went to town and I think that was probably the best we played that second half but then just to see those guys celebrate and then see Travis jump on top of the pile as well <laughs> it was a was a fantastic moment Earl Austin I have one more question this is the Charlie Tuna question are you ready oh. yes I am all right you know me now <laughs> I'm gonna mention yeah. the names Magic David Thompson. Bird, Kareem, Elvin Hayes, Bill Walton. How do you rate Zion compared to those guys? Well, Zion's his own dude. That's the that's the that's, beauty of thank Zion. You. <laughs> He's his own. You know, every you know, all those guys are different, which makes them great. Now Zion, like you said, he's as big as a defensive tackle, and he he could be a all pro. Future All Pro defensive tackle at six seven two eighty, and with or a tight end. I mean, he's size and speed and power. But then he plays with a motor that won't quit, he, and, and his skill level is very good right now, and it's going to get better as he works on it. But he plays so hard, and that's the thing I appreciate when a when a big when a big guy like that plays that hard. There's nothing you can do to stop him. Nope. Because he just play, he plays so he just plays so hard, like like Reggie White on a pass rush. He's gonna do stop him, but he just mm-hmm. takes his big right arm and just throws a three hundred fifty pound lineman out of the way. And that's what Zion is on that basketball court. Only, but he can play. He got skill and knowledge too. He made that bounce pass fifty feet to Trey Jones, and he, he doesn't. And he's got finesse. He's got. You think he's just gonna run over people? You can get this way. He's gonna step around you and. And uh, and then people, he, he, he's he's magnetic. People want to. He, he, you can see the Duke team is different when he shows up. And you, you when they when they lost that North Carolina game that second time, you saw him walking off the court in the tunnel. He was like, I can't wait to play these guys again. We got to play them one more time. So I I can't wait till he gets to the league. Wouldn't it be nice if uh, Slew would face that team? Oh my God, that would be the ultimate. <laughs> <laughs> Find a way to get. Found a way to get two wins, and uh, 
You can play him. Your face in Mount Zion. <laughs> Mount Zion. <laughs> Mount Zion. Earl so Austin. Say, it would be just the first time we'd ever been to the Sweet 16, so I would be happy, even though that would be the obstacle when you get there. Probably if you get there. <laughs> yeah, that would be a hell of an obstacle. Hey, yeah. Earl, thanks for joining us. I know everybody's been trying to get you on. Really mean this because I've been knowing you since you were young, 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 young. That's a long time ago. Long, well, you're still young. You look young like me. You know what I'm saying? All right. Yeah. But uh, best of luck to you and the uh, team, and uh, best of luck to you, too, as an individual. Your folks would be so proud. I appreciate it, Charlie. Thank you very much. It's right. been a lot of my career, too, over the years. You know that. Oh, yeah. You know, I remember Debbie Yao. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Earl. Enjoy you. yourself. We'll talk next week. All right. All right, I forgot. I thought we was taking a break. All right, I'm tuning in. I'm going to take a time with that. Young man is here today. What's your, what is your name? You're here to learn a little radio, and you're taking pictures. What's your name? My nephew recommended you and some other people. What's your name? Wanna... Joel Border. Joel he came Borders. in right, right away on. talking right. sports. Did you hear him? Yeah, yeah. Right he was away. talking smack right away. He was ready. Listen to me. He, he, him up, right? he had a Blake Border did, uh, and did, he, uh, <laughs> did my nephew tell you I was going to shut you up right away yet? <laughs> no, no, he didn't. Uh, he didn't he say anything like that. He had nothing but great things to say about no, you. No, he left the line. Yeah, he, yeah, he was on the show uh, once. He don't want to tangle. He was, he was going to be part of the show about six, seven years ago. Oh, really? He, he came he, he's a great dude too, man. Tim, oh, yeah. Tim knows a lot. Tim knows yeah. a lot. Nice. Folks, if you're looking for a great deal on the Volvo, SunTrust, West County Volvo, see Timmy Edwards. We're going to take a top of the hour time out. When we come back, we got the entire hour to do nothing but talk. Sports, that's the way it's going to be on Monday night. Okay, Monday night, tomorrow night, our usual NFL show with the Howard Balls at Wednesday, Alvin Reed. Oh, yeah, this song is about him. Fifth Dimensions. Mm-hmm. She said, I got one less egg to fry because you gone, brother. <laughs> she said, you gone. One less egg to fry, sucker. And then tomorrow night we'll be... At the edge with Am Rimmer, Danny Cox, Richard Marks, so Will Tommy will be there. We'll have a great show tomorrow. Danny Cox? Danny Cox. You're uh, kidding me. No, he'll he's be gonna travel too. in from Freeburg into Belleville? Come <laughs> on now, my friend Danny Cox. That's good. <laughs> I love Danny yeah. Cox. You don't even know you. Yes, you do. I no, 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 I've met him a few times. The blues game, man. <laughs> you know, hey listen. My friend. Listen, he's gonna he listen, seeing Danny met. Danny will lay the smack down on some people. Mm-hmm. Remember yeah. way back? Tremendous pitcher, man. Big man. Big I mean man. tremendous fisherman too. Yes, sir. Loves to oh. fish. We'll take a top of the hour time out this portion of the show. Is brought to you by Snooks. That's right. Don't forget the Blues hat trick at Snooks Deli.